0: Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Welcome to this week's episode and the final episode of 2023. I was trying to think of the perfect episode to end the year, and it was really hard to think of a single topic, and so I thought instead of talking about one thing, I am going to be sharing 12 things, 12 either breakthrough moments that I've had 12 aha moments that my, well, not 12, of a, a few breakthrough moments that I've had, a few aha moments that my clients have had, a few um, of my top episodes that have aired, meaning you guys have had the breakthroughs or it really clicked with you, something really resonated with my listeners. And I have the whole list in front of me and I think that it's really going to be powerful and hopefully ignite some good reminders in, you and hopefully going into the new year position you so that you might want to journal to prioritize yourself and your health and your happiness and your your own growth. So let's dig in. The first of the 12 lessons, if you will, Sometimes you need to remind yourself who the fuck you are. I have a sticky note right next to my desk right here. I'm looking at it right now. And it says, I am successful, I am competent, I am important, and I am smart. I wrote that sticky note after a journal entry that was after a day that I felt the opposite of those things. I felt unsuccessful and incompetent, unimportant, and dumb. (laughs) Like I just... I just wasn't living up to the people around me. And I was like, wait a second. No, I am these things. And so just pausing anytime you feel lack, pausing to remind yourself that you are not those things. It is okay to feel those things, but you do not have to define yourself in that way. So just pause, remind yourself that You actually are the great things that you aspire to be, and you will continue to become greater in those areas. Another reminder to myself that I remind myself often, and this is great for people pleasers, is my emotions are separate from others. They are capable of having and managing their own emotions as am I. I'm going to repeat that. This is also an affirmation that I have written down. My emotions are separate from others. They are capable of having and managing their own, as am I. I can manage and have my own emotions completely separate of somebody else's. So just separating those has been a game changer for me. And that does trickle into some of the other lessons that I've learned this year. Moving on to number two. Whenever I am too busy or have too much going on, that is actually the best time to journal. And this is something that I hear often from my clients and women that haven't yet started to journal. It's because they feel like they have too much going on. And once they get through X, Y, and Z, then they'll start to journal. And it's actually the best time to journal when you have so much going on. So many people don't journal And I get it because it's like one more thing on your to-do list, but when you don't slow down during that time, it leads to more overwhelm and more stress and potentially even more resentment, whatever it is that's going on. So giving yourself five to 10 minutes a day to process all that's going on helps wonders and allows you to... Seek out support and find more peace among the chaos. So even though it feels like that's the worst time to journal, it's actually the best or one of the best times to start journaling. Number three, journaling I have found helps you make decisions quicker i didn't have this realization until i was talking to somebody who joined my the first round of emotionally empowered and she was like i don't know i'm just hemming and hawing I, i'm so sorry it takes forever for me to make a decision and it hit me then like i used to be so indecisive and i've been so much more decisive since journaling it was something i never intended it, it's kind of like a byproduct of journaling and i think it's because journaling has allowed me just to be just to gain clarity and become more clear i guess it's the same exact thing on what i want and how i want to feel that i've had this like stream of consciousness that's like constantly flowing underneath the surface and it's always present so that when a decision is presented to me i just calmly ask myself if it aligns with those things, with, is this what I want? Does it align with how I want to feel? And it's a much easier choice. Sometimes I still do hem and haw, but just asking myself that question. And if it aligns with it, it's making it, it's made things so much quicker. And so that's been a really cool revelation for me. It's like journaling has helped me make quicker decisions. And that's been awesome, especially being so indecisive for so long and asking all the people in my life what they would do. It's just such an annoying feature that I I felt like it was annoying about myself. So I really have enjoyed that aha moment. Number four, book the staycation. If you guys have been following me on social media Twice this year, I have booked a staycation, an Airbnb that is about 40 minutes away from me. And it was like magical. It was when my son was with his dad. So I had alone time and I could have stayed home. But when I'm home, you know, there's just always something to do. There's laundry, there's work, there's you know, all the chores that you can do and just getting away, even though I did work while I was away, it, removing all those other things and getting yourself in a new environment, it felt so refreshing. And I felt so inspired, even though it was just 40 minutes away, it just it felt so good. The place that I stayed in particular was in Perry, New York, and it was such a cool location that I'm actually going to be hosting a journaling workshop there in 2024. I think that it's going to be in March, but I will be flooding all of your feeds with the information once it's time but it was just so cool such a great environment um so refreshing and energizing and like the perfect place to journal just to get out of your head and it's just so beautiful so I'm going to be doing a workshop there but book the staycation get out and even if it's like in your, your same town it is worth it it's like a breath of fresh air Lesson number five, I learned that so many women are stuck in feeling reactive with their kids, with their employees, and even with themselves. Put another way, they're feeling like they're reacting to situations around them and to people around them versus feeling calm and intentionally responding like kind of like they're always on the defense. And so this is just something that I've been working with women through, through journaling, but I didn't realize this. I didn't realize how many women feel like they're snapping almost at their kids or at their employees or with themselves, just like not giving themselves enough grace. And so I share this because if you feel like you are doing this, all of these things, you're not alone and you can't work through it number six this is a big one and it's it's a recent one that i had in my journal when i don't feel heard in a conversation it's because i don't feel accepted or like my point that i was trying to make was understood which can kind of mean that i expect everyone that i'm conversing with to accept me or to understand me, right? If you just flip it, that's what I'm expecting from these conversations is I expect everyone to understand what I'm saying or to understand my point of view, to accept my point of view, to accept who I am. And as I was writing that out in my journal, I was able to realize that it is unlikely that everybody that I talk to ever will accept me that everybody will understand me. And it was really freeing to realize that not everybody will accept me. And expecting that not everyone will understand me, it feels like and it felt like it gave me permission to free myself from the pressure of like trying to prove my point and make sure that everyone was on the same page as me. So like freeing myself from that pressure, I would show up louder. I would state what I needed or what I wanted to say, how I felt. I would believe in it and stand strong in it, even if it falls on deaf ears even if the other person or people didn't believe in it. And it was, it just feels so good knowing that that was the expectation I had. Like I had to convince everyone of my point. Sometimes I wouldn't even share my point of view because it felt like too big of a feat to try and convince everyone of my point of view. So freeing myself from that expectation makes me want to show up louder in conversations and gives me the confidence of it's okay if not everyone accepts me or likes me or understands me. That was really big and I'm proud of that one. (laughs) Number seven, I can choose how I want my day to feel and how I want my day to go simply by slowing down and choosing. Often how this happens for me is I wake up And I feel a certain way. Typically, I feel like really rushed or like I'm just, I have so much on my plate today, or I feel frustrated or something. And I know that that's not how I wanna go about my day. And so I sift through what my day looks like. I ask myself how I want to feel that day. And then, I go through what might get in the way of how I want to feel. And I kind of come up with how I would approach it. In fact, this is what inspired this section in the journal that I created. I ask myself every day, how do I choose to feel today? Some days I choose to feel relaxed. Some days I choose to feel productive. Some days I choose to feel um, organized, however it is. I choose how I want to show up each day. And if it is a day where I have a lot going on, or I know I need to have a big conversation that day, I would journal about how I could approach it so that I can continue to feel the way that I want to feel that day. And I don't get wrapped up in the stress of it all or whatever that other emotion is, like that the swirling ball of energy that's so easy to get sucked into so that I don't get sucked into that. Number eight, it's safe to feel quote unquote negative emotions. This was a big one for me because I used to choose to not feel negative emotions. I was that positive Pam, positive is that the name that goes with positive? I was just always positive. And if I felt sad or upset or anything, I would just either try and spin it to something positive, like, well, this is the positive side of it, or I would just stuff it underneath the rug, right? Or both. I would I would do both at the same time. And I just learned this year that it's safe to feel those again, quote unquote negative, which they're not negative emotions, they're just emotions. It's safe to feel all emotions. And I learned too that it's easier when I can feel them on my own first in my journal before feeling them in front of others. It always kind of felt, I don't know if weak is the right word, but it kind of felt like I was weak if I cried in front of someone, even if it was my family. I would always say, like, I'm so sorry. I don't I don't know why I'm crying. And I think that I've heard other people say that too. So you might be able to relate to that. Like we start crying. We're like, I don't know why I'm crying. And it's like, we don't have to apologize for that. It's it's okay and safe to have that reaction, have that emotion. And again, Feeling that first on your own makes it feel more like a more comfortable feeling so that if it does happen in front of others, that's okay too. And knowing that that doesn't also mean that you're weak or the others will think less of you or that you need to apologize for that. And so feeling sad or angry or upset or lonely is okay. You don't have to be happy all the time. I don't have to be happy all the time. It humanizes me knowing that I don't have to be happy all the time. I can experience a full range of emotions. Number nine, two things are true, right? We can experience two things at once. I can feel sad and excited for the future at the same time. I can feel lonely and ambitious at the same time. I can feel upset and grateful. I can feel like I want to pull my hair out and frustrated and have a smile on my face knowing that my family is safe and healthy at the same time. I can struggle with being a mom of a toddler and my toddler having meltdowns and love being a mom. Feeling one of these things and expressing one of these things doesn't negate the other. It doesn't mean that the other one isn't true. Even if someone in your life tries to make you feel that way. I used to feel like if I did express one one of those emotions to someone, I had somebody in my life that would say that would automatically find the opposite of it and say, "Well, that means that it's this. And so I felt like it was bad, a bad thing to feel sad, a bad thing to feel like I wanted to pull my hair out, a bad thing that I was struggling. So giving myself permission to feel both at the same time and knowing that both are true, and neither are negative has been really freeing. Number 10, the opposite of anxiety is not calm or peace. The opposite of anxiety is self trust. We have to trust ourselves in how we feel, in what we want to do, in how we want our And how we want anything to look from our lives on a grand scheme to our day-to-day, how we want our days to look and to trust that those things that we desire are perfectly okay. I've shared on a few different episodes, just times throughout the year that I have felt anxious, like specific moments. And the answer always was in trusting myself that I could handle it. And I gave solutions to how exactly to get there, but self-trust was the ultimate answer. So trusting myself has been a big aha moment and revelation throughout the year. Number 11, this one comes from episode 18. It was titled, The One Where She Stopped Herself. It was the number two episode of 2023. I was like, huh, I don't really remember what this one was about. What did I stop myself from doing? So I re-listened to it. And sure enough, it definitely was an aha moment. And it's so interesting because just this week, I had confirmation of this. So this episode, feel free to go back and listen to it. Again, it's episode number 18. But the gist of it is that I would rather at I had the revelation that I would rather be disrespected so that I didn't have to be in a position where I needed to speak my truth and potentially hurt somebody else's feelings. Essentially, I didn't trust myself that I could speak up and say what I wanted to say if it meant that somebody else wouldn't be happy with what i had to say that was what i had the revelation of and i was like wait what like i would rather be treated poorly simply so that i didn't have to speak up so that they would feel comfortable that seems wrong so that's what i journaled about and so the revelation was like no i can be treated nicely and with respect and stand up for myself and going back to the first or second revelation that I talked about, and I can manage my emotions and they can manage their emotions, right? And with through journaling and with time, since this episode aired, this was in February, like I had said, And now this episode is being aired in December. I do feel like I can confidently stand in my power and state my truth, even with somebody being kind to me. And I do expect to be treated with kindness. And since that shift of knowing that I can be treated with kindness and stand up for myself even if it means that the other person might not be happy with what I have to say, my co-parenting situation, has we've had significantly less arguments. And nothing really has changed that I can think of off the top of my head, except my shift. It was almost like since I had this revelation and I expected and demanded different from myself and from others, everything else just kind of fell into place and it feels really, really cool. Last but not least, number 12. This was the number one episode and it was episode number 45. And it was all about suppressing emotions. I learned that when I suppressed my emotions I was actually disconnected from myself. And the episode goes into why we do this and journal prompts to connect back to yourself. But essentially, when we suppress our emotions, we are disconnected from essentially, in a nutshell, who we are. And to get back in tune with ourselves It needs to be an intentional practice. And what's so difficult about it is that it's not taught unless you actively seek it out. It's not normal to be so in tune with ourselves, to be self aware. I feel like they should teach this in school, I truly do. But it is an intentional process to become aware again. And so, if you want the all of the steps, then that is, again, episode number 45. But just having the revelation that I was suppressing my emotions is the first step. And then becoming self-aware to who I am and asking the question of, what do I want? How do I want to feel? And Asking the question, asking questions in general is a huge part of my Breakthrough Blueprint, which is a free resource that I have for you that is the shift in having these big emotions and getting to the point, not just of clarity, but of how to get to the point that we want to be at, how to feel how we want to feel. So just questioning, our emotions, questioning our beliefs. So that was a really big aha moment that I had this year that I actually turned into a free resource for you. The beginning of a new year, as you know, is when a lot of people set resolutions or intentions to better themselves or start a new habit. And if you feel called to start journaling in the new year, what will help immensely is having a reason behind your goal of journaling rather than just saying, I'm gonna journal every day or I'm gonna journal once a week, whatever it might be. That's great, but if you can attach why, you will be so much more likely to actually stick to it. So I encourage you to find that why, whether it's to reduce anxiety and to start trusting yourself or to make quicker decisions or to feel happy and intentional with your kids or at work to get clear on what you actually want or or to connect back with yourself again. Identify what it is that you want so that you're inspired to continue to come back to your journal, especially on the good days. I always say it's those good days that are the hardest to show up in your journal because you feel like ah, you wake up and things are great. There's nothing big that you need to journal through. And you so you don't journal and then things start piling up. So on the good days, when you are feeling good, still show up so that you can achieve what it is that you want to achieve in your journal. I will say it is a lot easier with accountability. So if you have friends or family that want to journal with you, get them on board, have a group chat, and also guidance of what to actually write helps a ton. So I do have resources at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast. And also in the show notes, I'm going to link my favorites that I've created all of 2023. So I'm going to link the Create Your Calm five-day journal experiment that has been a favorite of a lot of you guys. The journal prompt archive, this is, so the the journal, the five-day journal experiment is five days of videos of me prompting you through your journals and also sharing my journal with you. And the whole goal of it is to get you from chaos to calm and and walking you through that. The journal prompt archive is all self-paced. It's a 100 different journal prompts based on what I refer to as emotional goals. So it's split up based on if you're stressed or self-sabotaging or if you want to work on communication, things like that. Um, And if you're listening to this prior to January 1st, you can snag one of the last four spots of my Emotionally Empowered Rewriting Your Story guided journaling group. So this is four weeks where I'm guiding everyone through how to pinpoint where it is that they want to show up differently in their lives and how to do it so that next year isn't a repeat of your past and you are showing up differently. And the ripple effect of your family and truly everyone who, who interacts with you at work and people on the streets and yourself, the way you treat yourself is just different and elevated. And it's just a beautiful thing. So you can snack one of those four spots too. I'll add the link in there from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you for choosing to listen to journal entries this year. I cannot wait to see what 2024 brings to us and have an amazing rest of your year. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapencoff.com forward slash podcast.